RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How is everybody doing out there this week? How are you? Me, myself, well, I'm doing grand. Thank you for asking. Um, Listen, man, listen, your boy's doing grand and there's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the bike industry right now, as there always is. And, you know, we're going to get into several, several things, namely some of the great new bikes that just dropped this over the last couple of days in Italy at ICMA, the annual ICMA show, which is by far, hands down, the pinnacle of motorcycle exhibition display shows for trade and consumer. It's the big one. It's where everybody brings their big guns out for the next calendar year. So all of the 2020 models of motorcycles, apparel and accessories, accessories, what have you, they drop at ICMA. So uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I wanted to, one, I wanted to uh, just let everybody know that if you have not checked out sportbikesincmag.com, you might want to do so. Why? Well, we've kind of revamped everything to provide more moto edutainment to you, the reader and fans and listeners of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, uh, a more accessible way to receive the info. Uh, check it out. It, it's, it's a good look. It's a good look. I think it's a good look. But please do do me a solid. Visit www sportbikesincmag.com check it out uh at the bottom of the page you can enter your information we're only asking for your first and last name and email address that's only just so we can uh subscribe you subscribe you properly to the weekly newsletter the SBI feed and the SBI feed is a weekly newsletter comes out on Mondays and it has 3 maybe 4 possibly 5 hot topic stories from the week prior that way you're not missing anything um, and it comes right to your inbox. You can read the newsletter, click on what you want to read more of, and it takes you right to that. So right to that post, right to that page on the site. So again, please check it out. www.sportbikesincmag.com. Black Moses appreciates you. Moving on, moving on. Um, You know, there is only one more MotoGP race of the year. And, you know, even though the champion in all the classes across the board, um, and and we'll maybe next week, we'll do a gallery of 2019 champions, you know, but it's still, still amazing, amazing to watch our sport. So the, there's one more race this year and it's, you know, it's November the 17th. Okay, and it's uh, Valencia. 
It's the big party. It's the big party. It's the end of the year. It's the last MotoGP uh, event. Uh, I won't be there. I'll be watching it, uh, courtesy of my good friends at BN Sports. Shout out to my family at BN Sports holding it down. Um, You know, shout out to my guy, Juan. Juan, what's going on, brother? Yo, Everybody, if you get an opportunity to uh, just show show the family and the team at BN Sports, show them some love. Um, they show love. They get love. It's a good look. It's a good look. Uh, regardless, I'll be watching the final MotoGP round at Valencia, November the 17th. I'll be watching that on BN Sports. That's the family. That's the crew. It's a good look. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff we need to get into this week. So uh, without further ado... Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. Listen, man. Listen. What can I say about ICMA 2019 other than the fact that I'm a little upset? Your boy's a little emotional about the the reality that I am not there. Uh, (laughs) I wish I was. Let me tell you something about Italy. Let me tell you something about Milan. Let me tell you something about, you know, Black Moses, the the international writer. Um, I had the privilege of attending ICMA just a few years back, courtesy of my sponsors, D3O. They took me out to uh, Italy. And I have to tell you, as many things that I have been exposed to, as a rider, as many things that the motorcycle industry has shown me and taking me in, there was nothing like ICMA. ICMA, okay, listen, in the U.S., if you have not been, in the U.S., you more likely than not as a rider have been to or attended either the AIM Expo or the International Motorcycle Show. Now, those that format of having manufacturers and dealers and vendors set up and display their goods and sell and what have you, whoop de whoop. That is what that's you know, I would say between AIM Expo and the International Motorcycle Shows, those are the top tier of motorcycle lifestyle events in the US. I think that's fair to say now on a global scale and there are other shows in other uh, countries, uh, you know, throughout the course of the year. But I, in my opinion, and, you know, it's my show, so my opinion counts and matters the most. (laughs) So I'm going to say hands down, ICMA is it's who. It's above and beyond. It's off the scale. It is, if you take AIM Expo and International Motorcycle Show, that tour, if you take those and magnify them by a hundred and perfect them and just get everything right, you, and then you have it in Italy and you have it in Milan. That's ICMA. That's, oh, and there's every, Everybody is there. We're talking about not just the manufacturers, not just the manufacturers who are for this year, for the 2019 ICMA. You don't just have the manufacturers there dropping the 2020 
uh, rides. You don't just have that. You don't just have the uh, the apparel and accessory companies dropping the new kit and the new gear for 2020. It's more than that. You have MotoGP riders there. You have World Superbike riders there. You have the global motorcycle community under one, well, it's multiple roofs, but basically on the same compound of land. Um, so, so technically, the you know, the proverbial one roof. It's such an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, when I was there, you know, it was really, it was, it was great because being a larger black man in Europe, we just get treated differently. And I, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself that it, I don't, you know, like I know who I am and some of y'all know who I am, but you go overseas, a lot of people don't know who you are, but they just see this big dude who <laughs> is walking around. So I got treated very very well. I honestly think that they thought I was maybe a footballer, an actor, maybe a rapper. There's a story about me being somebody confusing me with 50 cents. <laughs> that that's that's a story for a different day. Story for a different day. But yeah, it happened. Um but I think that that is what occurred. Regardless, regardless, that all enhanced my experience at ICMA. And I had a ball and I will be going back. I mean, like the food, the 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 vibe, everything about that show, about Italy, about Milan, everything, you know, the fashion capital of the world. So it was beautiful bikes during the day. And then at night it was just beautiful culture, the culture of the culture of Italy, the culture of Milan and 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 just what that experience opened my eyes to when I came back to U.S. soil, always good to come home. Um, but you know, you, you you come back home with a different perspective as a motorcyclist. And I I urge you, I encourage you all, if you have an opportunity to uh, go to ICMA, there are consumer days. You know, there's industry days where the show is only open to people involved in the industry. And then on the back end of the show, it opens up to the, to the global consumer market. So you can go, you don't have to directly be involved with the business of motorcycles to go to ICMA. You, uh, you, it's available to you as a rider, as a consumer, uh, to go just, you know, there's days that are reserved for the consumer market. If I were you, I would start planning, research it, research it, but start planning your trip now for next year. And, and you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be an expensive trip. People hear, oh, well, you know, it's in Italy and it's open. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, there are plenty of flights to get you from here to there. Uh, it, it, and I, and the housing isn't a problem. As long as you plan ahead, you plan early and you plan proper, you should be good to go. But as a rider, you know, just, you know, it's, it's something you need, you need to do. You need to do it. Um, and don't skip over our, you know, our national shows here either. Don't skip over AIM Expo. Don't skip over the International Motorcycle Show, which kicks off their tour in a couple of weeks, uh, in Long Beach, the Long Beach Show. Still haven't decided if your boy Black Moses is coming out for that. You know, we'll, we'll let you know. But uh, shout out to my homegirl, Liasa Brown. What's good? Uh, I, I want everybody to make sure that if you can, 
you should. It's part of our culture to support these uh, these these shows. Uh, it's what our industry needs. You know, there's been some talk about uh, the, the show attendance being low on the national side, on the national side. Um, we need to support the sport. We need to support the industry. So let's continue as as a as a community globally, nationally and globally. Let us continue to support these events, uh, these lifestyle events. Um, and let's chill with the hate. Let's chill with the hate. There's a lot of people that sometimes they just go to find the negative things to say. And you know what? If the show wasn't happening, you wouldn't. You Maybe you find something for the negative people. You probably find something negative to say anyway. But how about we go and we find the positive things? Let's accent the positive, the positivity, the fact that people are putting on events and shows and putting things together for us to go and to, to go and participate in, especially in the winter months In the winter months, you know, on the East Coast, when riding isn't, you know, we can't ride as much or if at all, depending on what's on the ground, if there's snow or ice, you know, there are riders like myself. We ride all year round as long as I, I will ride. You know, you guys heard you've heard my stories. I will ride as long as there's no snow or ice. The cold doesn't really affect me as much. You layer up, you know, you throw in a dope balaclava. I love saying that the balaclava you pop on balaclava and uh, you layer up. And, you know, you wear leather or whatever and you make sure you got your nice gloves and, you know, your waterproofs, you know, everything that's there to provide you with warmth. You've got your hand warmer situation. That's popping, too. But um, for those of us who choose not to ride in the colder months, you know, in the, what they call the off season, I don't know what the season is. I ride. I just ride. But if you are a seasoned rider, that's fine. No shade. The uh, the fact that these shows exist and they're strategically placed, they're strategically held, <clears throat> excuse me, in the, you know, in the fall, winter months to give us something to do, to give us something to do. So it's not like we're, you know, we we forget about what we are and we don't have any connection to what we are. But these shows and events are held during the time of the year when we may not, for whatever reason, we may not ride every day or as much as we would during the warmer months. So, you know, let's let's give some props to the companies and organizations that are putting on these events. Let us go and support them. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, if if you can do it better, do it. If you can do it better, then do it. You know, put on if you feel as though that these shows are lacking anything or instead of talking about it, why don't you be about it? Let's let's figure out how to to improve upon these situations instead of just constantly complaining about them. And I'm not saying, you know, let me get off my soapbox real quick, but um, I I just feel that it's important to. You call it for what it is. You know, there are sometimes, especially in today's world of social media, where people are so quick to get to their keyboard or to their phone and say something negative. It takes, you know, let's let's change the energy. Let's change the narrative. And people are wondering why the motorcycle industry is not doing as good as it once was. We are all responsible for each other. That's a fact. 
Um, it's not just the manufacturers. It's not just the uh, the dealers. It's not just the vendors. It's you as a consumer. It's you as a rider. You are also responsible for just as much, if not more so. Because if we stop buying stuff, it's going to be a whole lot of stores that eventually become abandoned stores or closed down stores with a whole lot of inventory and a whole lot of warehouses that have inventory sitting there. So let you know, don't discredit your value in the industry and what you say, what you say and how you what what you say and how you say it has a direct effect on how things operate in our motorcycle universe. So your boy, Mr. Black Moses is, is asking for a personal favor that let's look for some let's let's find and discuss and promote positivity from the consumer side, from the consumer side. Let's be active. Let's be actively engaging positive vibes in our motorcycle industry. Let's go to these shows. Let's support them. We can spend some bread. We don't have to spend a lot of bread or all the bread. We can spend, you know, give us two slices, a sandwich. That's a sandwich. All right. And a loaf of bread. (laughs) That's a loaf of bread. Okay. Take two slices, make a sandwich and support the industry. Okay. I think that that's a fair thing to do. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I want to, you know, I want to talk about ICMA. And this year, there have been some amazing developments in the industry. Uh, There have been some amazing releases in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of days. And there's a few motorcycles, a selection of motorcycles that your boy, Mr. Black Moses, is extremely, extremely excited about. So we're going to talk about them just a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit. Um. Off the bat, off the bat, Honda just dropped, just dropped the 2021, 20, not 2020, it's the 2021 CBR 1000 RR dash R Fireblade SP. Now, that's a lot of R's, okay? (laughs) But (laughs) it's, you know, it's, Probably the biggest changes, the biggest changes in that bike, uh, you know, in, 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 in the first time for the first time in the U.S., the bike is going to be marketed as the Fireblade. Prior years, it's always been the CBR 1000RR. If you go overseas, particularly, you know, the U.K., it's known as the Fireblade, you know, or, you know, if you're in the U.S., you might know it as a CBR stack. Uh, CBR stack, CBR 1000, RR, but now, you know, marketing it as the fire blade is a psychological thing as well. It's, you know, it's, it's taking things on a different level. They're getting cerebral. Um, they're unifying their marketing efforts, uh, globally. I get it. I get it. Um, the world Superbike team was announced, <coughs> pardon me, the world Superbike team was announced and they will be piloting the fire blade, the in the 2020 World Superbike season, uh, Leon Haslam and Alvaro Batista will be the pilots for the new factory team, Honda Factory, uh, backed by HRC. So, you know, there's they're looking to do some things. The bike looks the part. It does. It's um, 
it's a good looking machine. And to be honest, if I if I can keep it, you know, eight more than 92 with you, I've only written one CBR 1000 in my entire life. Just one. And that was several years ago. And, you know, and I, I don't I don't feel as though I have enough seat time on that bike to speak on it, per se. But that's quickly going to change if things line up correctly. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's a good looking bike and it's got a lot of tech involved, but you know what though, to be, to, to be honest, nobody's really making a bad bike right now. Nobody's making a bad bike. If you look at across the board, the electronic packages that are being offered to enhance the rider experience, everybody has kind of gotten on the stick. I'm going to say in part, thanks to BMW, the BMW, and we've talked about the BMW S1000RR, you know, their concept of taking, uh, BMW has also had many, many a year, decades of using their experience and technology from the car side of things and, you know, the ultimate driving experience, that whole concept and making, translating that to the ultimate riding experience. It it wasn't rocket science for them to do so. Um, That's 1000 RR BMWs. It's man, that tech, the tech on that bike is incredible. It's incredible. Everybody, I'm going to say 90% of the field are currently on the same page. If they're not, they're rapidly approaching it. Um, nobody really is making a bad bike. And I think a lot of things will come down to rider preference. Okay. I think that's what it's going to come down to. You're going to have your purist. You're going to have your loyalist. Uh, people who are going like, I only ride this. I only ride that. And that's fine. Honestly, nobody's making a bad bike. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, but that, that fire blade, whoo, the fire blade. It's not bad. Not bad. Um, we will, we, we're going to hold off before we give it a hashtag black Moses approved. Um, we'll check in, we'll check in in a couple of months, weeks, maybe. Um, and you know, we'll, well, we'll talk about it then after there's a presser and, and we get to be a part of it. OK, holla at your boy. Moving on, moving on. Uh, the Kawasaki 2020 ZH2. <sighs> Shout out to my people over at Kawasaki. This bike is just it's because they can. They built a supercharged hyper naked machine you're talking about it it's just a beast it is a beast uh on paper it looks it it reads very much like you know it's just a bull it's just a bull it it looks good it's a good looking hyper naked bike um but the fact that it's supercharged you know that brings something extra to the table this is not the bike that you will see perhaps cruising. Uh, this is not the commuter bike. Maybe it is. If you're going to spend the bread for it, yeah, this just might be it. But I feel like this is the bike that, you know, is really going to win it. It's, it's oh, man, it's I, I, I don't see this bike being an everyday. You're not going to see it everywhere. 
I think it's going to be a rarity. It's the same thing with the H2. You don't see the H2. You don't see the Ninja H2 at every bike night or everywhere. It's, I've never seen one in traffic. I've never had, as much as I ride and where I ride, I've never had one pulled up next to me. I've never seen one out. And that just could just because people who are purchasing these bikes are, you know, they could be special occasion bikes. But at the same time, it, the bike is built to be ridden and to be put through its paces. So I am, you know, I think it's I think it's a cool bike. I think it's a cool bike. Jury is still out on it. We're going to reserve the hashtag Black Moses approved uh, until we have time to get some serious seat time on the bike. Moving on. Moving on. Yamaha. The Yamahas, uh, the masters of this, the masters of torque. Okay, masters of torque, the MT line. What's cool about what Yamaha has done? They they've I don't want to say that they've created the storyline. I think that they've embraced this concept, the dark side of Japan. And all the press material for the MT line, the 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 narrative of the dark side of Japan, which to me, it's kind of like there's the street, there's the performance side, the race performance. You know, you have your R6s and you have your R1s and what have you, your R3s, you know, track performance, race performance, competitive machines. But then then you have the machines that are not for touring, these are strictly urban, gritty, grimy, you know, naked machines. Um, and that is the dark side of Japan from the streets, the alleyways, you know, the back ways. That's the dark side of Japan. They have embraced this narrative and they've released a number of bikes that are just, you know, it's, I think it's pretty cool. They released the MT-03, if I'm not mistaken, somebody check that and holler at your boy, which is kind of like a new, a new way for, to introduce, it's like, not, I don't want to say starter, it's, an, it's a beginning class for their MT line. Uh, there's the MT-07, okay? There's the MT-09, and then the MT-10. Oh man, then you know I've written the 07. I've written the MT07. Uh it's a fun bike. It's a fun bike. Shout out to my guy John Ulrich, because we have <laughs> John Ulrich and I, we, we have a saying uh, whenever we see each other, hey, remember that time in Spain where and, and you guys have heard me talk about that presser. And shout out to my homie, my bro, Marcus D. Michael, um, from Yamaha. You know, we for that opportunity to ride in Spain up the mountain with the rain coming at us sideways. Uh, it was grand. It was grand. Uh, Marcus, you enrich my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, but again, the MT line of machines are just, you know, they're great. They're great. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of hyper naked machines that are being pushed out right now. And again, I don't think anybody's making a bad bike per se. It comes down to rider, experience rider preference and you know it's what you like it's your ride so you're going to do what you want to do and ride what you want to ride <clears throat> pardon me now now in the bikes that i'm talking about are the ones that kind of just jumped out at me um there's there are, i would easily say i don't even want to count how many bikes were released 
there were a lot. There were a lot. Like, you know, um, of, of the manufacturers, everybody, they pretty much pushed out their new model. So I might be skipping over a few or, or not touching on all of them. But, you know, eventually maybe we will. And then I'll tell you what, if there is a bike that just dropped, the 2020 bike that dropped that you want to talk about, you know, hit me up on social, hit me up on social. You can go to my personal, Mr. Black Moses, or you can go to the show's social. You'll hear the social accounts at the end of the show, at the end of the episode. Hit me up on there. Drop a comment. Let me know if there's a bike that you want to talk about. Um, And we'll get more involved into, we can talk more about that bike, but let me know, drop some comments and holler at your boy. Um, Moving on, moving on. The bikes that I am probably most excited about that I can't wait to get my fingers on. There's three of them. The Ducati Street Fighter V4, the new Panigale V4, and the Panigale V2. These are to me and I'm a Ducatista. This is known. This is known. You look at my Instagram, you can see what it's hitting for. Shout out to my people over at Ducati. Shout out to my people at Pirelli. Uh my boy Jason Chenick, my guy Alex France. Um appreciate appreciate all the, the love and the hookups and, and and the vibes, the cool positive vibes always. Um that Street Fighter is a problem. It's a problem. It's it it's the problem and the solution. Um, it's, you know, and while we're, while we're talking about this, I'm not getting into specs. I'm not getting into specs, horsepowers and numbers and what have you, because all of that is available on their, the respective websites. But, you know, and, and also, you know, when we do the first ride review and sport bikes, Inc. Mag, all that information will be there. But just based on first looks, first looks, the street fighter, V4 looks like it's just, it, you know, it's a naked machine, but it looks good. It looks like it's been in the gym putting in that work. I want one. I want one. The uh, <laughs> the V4, the Panigale V4, I mean, that's, the, the, oh man, I, I rode the 2019 version of that bike uh, this past year at Laguna. Shout out to my people again at Pirelli. Uh, and, th- and that machine is just, oh, it's, it's a dream. I mean, it's a dream come true for real. Like it just, that bike is amazing. So for the 2020 version, uh, there's been some changes. Uh, there's been, you know, there's, it's, it's not just, the, uh, it's not just the 2020 version of the 2019. It's, it's, there's been upgrades and I'm looking forward to spending some quality seat time on that machine and we'll talk about those differences then but last but not least which i didn't see coming and you know you kind of wonder you saw it coming you kind of let's be honest you knew it was probably coming but to do a v2 of the panigale i think was the right move for ducati i feel as though that that bike for not just the everyday commuter or the street rider I feel as though that the V2 is probably going to be the bike that you see the most on the street because it's a, and you're not talking about entry level. We're just talking about the way the V4 is so powerful on the street. I doubt if you'll ever touch its full 
potential. That's a track weapon, the V4. To do a version of the, of the Panigale in the V2, woo, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. That right there will be the sporty, sexy commuter, track day, uh, back road, weekend bender. That is the bike that I think will, that has more everyday function than the, then that's, I think that's the one. That's the one. But look, look, man, like I said, there's a lot of bikes that came out, a lot of bikes that came out. If there is a particular machine that you want to talk more about, that you want your boy, Mr. Black Moses to talk more about, please drop a comment, hit me up on social and we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Okay. If there's any questions out there that you want to hit me up with, you want me to answer anything or discuss certain things. If there's topics that your boy should be talking about, but has not talked about, we can talk about it. Just let me know what you want to talk about and we'll talk about it. You dig? Listen, man, listen, that's our show for this week. Please follow the show on Instagram at life in the fast lane official on Twitter at L I T F L official and on Facebook at life in the fast lane podcast. Please hit that like, hit that share, hit that ratings button, you know, give us a rating. You know what I mean? Drop a comment. Let us know what you love about the show. Let us know what you like to hear more of or less of. Let us know if there's some special guests that you want me to reach out to. Let me know if you like to be a guest on the show. Hit us up and we'll hit you back. You dig? We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy. Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is an MJ Morning Show podcast quick fix on Radio Influence. I said, hey, anything you want to know, anything you want us to address on the podcast. And he said, crotchety old man. Well, first of all, there's just a ton of crotchety old man stories we can tell. In a world these days where morning shows, they fake all of these calls. Those things are real. In a world where morning shows fake Phone calls. Well, Fester, you were in on uh, one of the famous ones is the porta potty. The That's port-a- where I Milton Fludge cow. Oh, thank God you've answered. Where Milton Fludge cow gets stuck in a porta potty off of the interstate, and you actually helped me record that. Would you hold the garbage can over? No, it was a cooler. It was a cooler. It was a cooler. It was a Gatorade cooler. Yeah, you got to explain how how you did. You should explain the sound effects because I never knew that was a cooler. I always just pictured. A garbage can over your head as the because I had to get that sound of you yeah. know, inside like a, a plastic the hollow enc- plastic enclosure sound. yeah and it, it was a big cooler that we found back in the promotions <laughs> department <laughs> you stuck your head in that thing and did the call well Jeez. he held it over my head and I've got the microphone in front of me to get that that sound I think there's a picture of us doing that call on one of the, the CDs yeah. yeah there is. Uh, these calls are real, and sometimes I'd have to call six, seven, eight, ten places with these crazy, preposterous concepts for them to bite. It was out west. Yeah. Because you fell off a cliff. <laughs> we had to find a place yeah. where they had geographic cliffs. I remember that. And this porta potty company was somewhere, what do you think it was? Out west somewhere? Maybe Colorado or someplace. Someplace yeah. where there's a lot of cliffs. Yeah, because Oregon. Could, didn't my porta potty roll down a, the side of yeah. a cliff off of the interstate? You couldn't pull that off in, and, you know, Florida. You guys but, really thought this out, <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Those calls were real. And I'd come up with ideas yeah. 
And that's how I came up with the porta potty. I think I came up, it was like, you know, waste management or waste disposal or what, what a porta potty. And I was like, you know what? Milton Fludge Cow gets stuck at a porta potty. And that's how I came up with that. The MJ Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, MJMorningShow.com, and RadioInfluence.com. 